Well, who are you? I told you, George, I'm your guardian angel. What is it you want, Barry? You, you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Welcome home, Mr. Bailey. Sentimental hogwash. I wish I had a million dollars. Mr. and Mrs. Martini, welcome home. This is what I wished for. You see, George, you really had a wonderful life. Merry Christmas! Look, Daddy, teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. That's right. That's right. Last night was New Year's Eve, and I decided to watch It's a Wonderful Life movie with the family. It's a classic movie from 1946, directed by Frank Capra, and starring James Stewart and Donna Reed. It's the story of a young man, George Bailey, who has spent his entire life giving of himself to the people of Bedford Falls. He has always longed to travel, but never had the opportunity to prevent rich skinflint Mr. Potter from taking over the entire town. Finally, he reaches the end of his rope and wishes he had never been born. An angel sent to save him granted his wish and we see a world where George Bailey was not born. In the world without George Bailey, Bedford Falls does not exist anymore and the innocence is dead and it's all taken over by corrupt financier, banker, Mr. Potter. And it's called Potter's Wheel. This is a conversation I had with Darius after watching this movie. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to a stand-up historian. Thank you for accepting my invitation. Thank you. It's good to be here. Thank you. So uh, the other night, it was New Year's Eve. We watched uh, It's a Wonderful Life together. And wonderful movie, yes. Yeah, a, a classic. And then during the movie, we were looking back and forth at each other and staring and thinking, oh, my God, this movie is uh, so powerful and it applies to what we see today. And basically, it, it seems like, um, but it feels like the bad guy won. So I like to know what do you think of the movie, and how how do you see it applied to today's uh, America? Um, it, it was a great movie for sure. I really liked it. Really enjoyed. Good classic movie. I don't think, and um, maybe financially, the Potter guy won. Maybe as far as like gaining an extra eight thousand dollars in his pocket, sure he won that. But he lost. He he was already losing. He had uh, he had all, all the money in the world to ask for, but no respect, no love, nothing from anyone. So he was just pretty much an empty old man. Um, and you know what was his name? Um, Bailey. Bailey, Bailey. Yes. Yeah, sorry, I had a um, brain freezer. But um, Bailey, he had 
granted, he wasn't rich in, in financial terms. He was rich in heart and rich with all the loved ones around him. So, uh, and at the end, it was a huge blow to um, Potter's face and, you know, a, blow, a great success for Bailey to come on top like that and have the whole town support him right when he was about to fall down to um, the feet of uh, Potter. So, I, I don't think Potter won. Um, I think he he was Potter was losing from the get go, and he continued to lose. Um, granted, not financially, but in any other uh, other aspect, he he was not on top. You know, I agree with you about the end of the movie. It was very heartwarming. It's a it's a classic for uh, Christmas time, right? Sure. So. Uh, but in general, I want to ask you a question. You belong to to a generation that is obviously very different than my generation. In today's America, do you think how many people will cheer uh, George Bailey and how many people will cheer Mr. Potter, if any? Do you think there are people that say, hey, George Bailey is idiot. He could sell his business. You know how the culture of a startup business, build a business, sell the business make billions of dollars you don't care about in corporate in corporate world right mm -hmm. they just build a business they call it exit strategy they get the money they they leave and nobody cares about the employees those who actually with blood and sweat build the business and made the man successful but he walks away with a you know hat full of money and the rest are just looking for the next job how do you see George Bailey and Mr. Potter in America today? I think Mr. Potter would be a lot more popular than George Bailey in America, too, at least in, in my generation. Every, it, what, what people want is, I hate to say, but people want to be controlled in some way. They, they So Potter, his whole thing was, come live in my housing. Granted, they're all old, you know, crappy, cheap housing, but why not take over the you know expensive house i'm sorry take over the cheap housing um and bailey i mean there's so few people that are willing to put the hard work in like bailey and build something and help others with it it's it's a matter of greed greed is really overcoming people's um decision making especially these days anyone that's going to make it they're going to make it for themselves and walk out of it forget about others and that's what's going on a lot of these tech startups are opening up granted at first the ceo comes out he's all about his employees all about the company want to make a great product make everyone happy but as soon as that big check comes his way he's going to sell and move forward and that's all there is to it there is no um there is no bailey anymore and the ones that did stick around th th there was a lot of them that made it but at the same time there was a great vast majority of people who didn't make it if they wanted to stick around so um it's it's the, we're definitely living in a the pottersville times i would say um with the way he is he was trying to take over and dominate like i said people want to be controlled and that's what potter was hoping to get um but right now if, if potter was around today which he is in other forms and other shapes and and other people um he's, he's succeeding very well george bailey would be losing that battle a lot more because he wouldn't have the love and support that he did back in the 50s he's not going to get that today you 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 don't make the cut you don't have your money tough luck buddy go you know you can go <laughs> to like a pay pay payday advance or something like that but otherwise you don't have much options so yes it, un unfortunately unfortunately i agree with you and i i hope and pray that 
uh, we are wrong. The other thing that actually hit me was the fact that when uh, uh, Bedford Falls became um, Pottersville, one thing you could see when the camera was uh, moving around the city and around the town and showing different businesses, everything that was sort of like a decent, good business, like a pharmacy or, uh, you know, mom and pop shops had turned into some kind of entertainment. Have you, did you notice that? Did you see that? It was, you know, showgirls and uh, bars and, you know, everything. So to me, if it feels like, so you, you need, first thing is the collapse of culture and morality and ethics in a society, which, and, and then you have Pottersville. So moving towards and looking at uh, financial advantages and financial gains instead of uh, what really is the value and uh, counts, which is morals and helping each other and caring for each other and not just looking after your own uh, you know, benefits and profits. And then the, the whole society seems, you know, to collapse. And that's that's what we see today in America. In terms of culture, what do you see? Is it is it Pottersville or worse Absolutely. or better? And what I'm thinking is, you know, Pottersville is happening right now 100%. And the, the only difference is they're not changing the city name. They're still playing under the disguise of the old name, but mm. still applying their own agenda. I mean, with... Just and just think about Seattle. Amazon owns almost what twenty five percent of Seattle. All the old, you know, mom and pop shops that used to exist at one point. Now, if you go around South Lake Union, it's all Amazon, and that's all there is. It's taken over by automated grocery stores that no human will be working at. And I don't know the whole bunch of stuff that bunch of robots are sticking to it. Just you know, it's all about profit, and that's what it was with Potter's Well. If you have all these showgirls, you know, all the strip clubs that were popping up, and all this adult entertainment, it was all for the benefit of you know profit, making more money out of it. And it's exactly what's going on here. Potter's Well, it's big corporates that are taking over cities and just turning them into whatever they want it to be. Um, Yes, again, Seattle, you have Amazon, you have Starbucks was definitely, you know, Starbucks has killed the culture. If I, you know, people who, a lot of people that support Starbucks, you know, I I drink a lot of McDonald's coffee. It's $1 for one cup of coffee. And Uh when I tell someone I drink McDonald's coffee, I'm looked at like, a poor guy who doesn't know how to drink, how to order Starbucks coffee, or doesn't <laughs> know right. a secret menu or anything. So there, there you go. A, a cup of co- we've lost the culture on one cup of coffee. That it can't be as simple as a dollar. No, it has to be a tall macchiato with I don't know venti, all the fancy words they use. So it the bigger companies get, the more culture they kill, the more culture of their own they try to imply within the society which all with, with all this technology that's around you're just going to get more um computerized and technology is going to take over so much um so I, I yeah we definitely live in a pottersville world um it's not going to stop anytime we we are losing all of our culture um and not just the united states i mean look around the world the world is losing very culture. true very I mean, true I've seen people, you know, friends in Israel, they're sitting next to a Christmas tree. Jewish people sitting next to a Christmas tree during yeah. Christmas Day. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, sorry to interrupt you, but it was, yeah. in, it was in the news that in Saudi Arabia, bacon is so popular that 
their police started, you know, Islamic police started to cracking down and going after people that importing uh, pork to that country. That's that's Mecca. <laughs> that's we're talking about, uh, you know, the motherland of Islam. This 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 is unheard of. So we see it. It's happening everywhere. You're absolutely right. I don't know, man. Bacon is definitely worth the trouble. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I might be willing to get arrested for a piece of bacon too. <laughs> but you see, so it uh, it's like a domino effect. First thing is one person gives up, and as a result of his actions, a whole group of people will be compromised financially, and they have to submit to the demands of new bosses, new financiers, new owners, and those guys come in, they can set the prices, they can, Mr. Potter could set the price for rent, lease, whatever they want to do. And after that, the small businesses cannot do it. So they they have to bring in uh, those type of business that they can afford paying the rents. And uh, slowly it changes the culture. So the whole thing is a domino effect. But my question is, if how long do you think Potter's will will survive and uh, how how Potter's uh, will will end and what could change Potter Pottersville and uh, y- you know how how that town is going to look like 100 years from now I think with the way technology is go- going and advancing every day Pottersville is here to stay for a while it's going to take a long while for Pottersville to go away um they my generation, it's, you know, they're the people that are around right now. They're going to be building the future of, you know, this country. And the other country, just this whole world it relies on my generation and the ones after me. And my generation and everyone that comes after me, they're all going to be reliant on um, technology a lot. I mean, you can't even go to school right now without a computer. You can't do that. I don't know how you survive without a phone. I mean, we're all going to yes. rely on these phones. We are relying on computers. So as far as te- as much as far as technology is advancing, Potter's World will be thriving re- just beyond belief, and it's just going to continue to grow. It's not going to stop its growth anytime. It's it's po- it will collapse eventually because it's being built on. It's not a very tangible product. It's not a very tangible culture. Eventually, at one point, um, it's just going to collapse on its own. I don't know how, but I, I have a feeling that it will. It, however, it's going to take a, a long while before that happens, especially with um, a lot of AI and robots getting implemented into our culture today and just doing all of our thinking for us. Um, if we can't think for ourselves anymore, Potter's World is definitely going to dominate for, for a very long time. Agreed. Agreed. 100%. And you're right. At the end, eventually, it's going to collapse under its own uh, weight. And the fact is, uh, the way that George Bailey was treating people is the natural way. It's the right way because you create a harm, you know, uh, harmony among people in the society and everybody knows where they're standing and everybody sees how others do good. So once you have a Pottersville, you take that away and you uh, create this basically imbalance in the nature and you can't do that. Laws of nature are so rigid and so unforgiving. 
You cannot walk off the roof and uh, and expect that, oh, I'm not going to fall. Yes, you will fall because gravity doesn't care you are Jeff Bezos with a billion dollars or you are some homeless guy. It applies to everybody. And I think Pottersville is, a, is an example of unhealthy society, which is also unnatural. And if you think about it, today's Pottersville, those who uh, pretend that they care about people, they care about the planet, those are the ones that actually uh, promote the culture of Pottersville. And they damage Pottersville first, and then the state, the country, and eventually the whole planet. The whole mess we see is the results of this culture everywhere you look at it. You know, the pollution, the ocean pollutions, and the, you know, air pollution, everything is result of that kind of thinking, not the natural thinking of caring for each other, helping each other, and also supporting each other. And um, I think you're right. Eventually, sooner or later, there is going to be no Pottersville. And unfortunately, uh, I know you don't like it when I go uh, <laughs> into some <laughs> running into some rabbit holes, very dark, but we have to pay the cost of what we have done. We have to take responsibility what we, for what we have done. And the for this, creating a Pottersville, it's going to be a very heavy toll for us to pay when it collapses. Because everybody is addicted to what instantly they get provided with. Don't you agree? It's all going to be a bunch of absolute bunch of zombies just coming out of it, wondering what to do next. It's not only going to damage us, you know, as humans, but we are also damaging the crap out of the planet as well. By the time we come to it, come to our sense, be like, oh god, what I've been doing, and we want to come out and start fixing things. We've damaged everything so badly that it's going to take a very long time to rebuild everything back up, definitely. And um, Potter's well. And today's Potters, well, here's a little difference between today's Potters well and back then. Back then, Potter just wanted to take over. He didn't care about anyone. He didn't care about anyone's emotions, feelings. His goal was to build, 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 make more money, make more, and just keep going up and up. And that was his only direction going. And he had the exact opposite of him, you know, facing him every day, which was George Bailey. Bailey did the exact opposite, which was do good, good, good. Even if he had to go hungry for one night himself, he would make sure his customers and clients were happy and good to go. Today, what the Potter's Roll of today is doing, they're taking just a little bit. They're taking enough from George Bailey's methods just to make people happy, just to say, hey, look, we still care about you. We still care about the planet. This the the mixture, the balance, they're trying to show a little balance, which it doesn't exist. They're doing so much evil that that little bit of um, good they do, it doesn't really make up for it. But they're doing enough um, in the front end that when people are looking at it, they're like, oh, no, these guys are good. So I don't mind supporting them. So, I mean, again, I want to use Amazon as an example. Amazon is just, you know, and when you're not thinking about it, it's buying up every you know, store that there is out there, any business that there is. And if there's something they can't buy, they'll build it up themselves, putting a whole bunch of small businesses out of, you know, out of business, just driving everyone out. Um, but at the same time, they come back and say, okay, we're going to pledge $10 billion to climate change battle, or we're going to give, you know, the city 
this much money for taxes and do this for the homeless and all that. So they do a little good in the front to maintain their image. Um, so in the background, they can do whatever they want and get away with it. That, that's the only difference. Putters, that, he had an evil image in the front and back. There, he wasn't trying to hide anything. He was very upfront about what he was doing. Very well said. Um, very well said. Yes. So, yes. Today, basically, they're gloves. Uh, Mr. Putters, you know that you're dealing with an evil guy. Today, the same evil, but you don't know. How, how evil they are because they pretend to be the good guys. Absolutely, yeah. And that's how George Bailey was able to stand up to him was he knew he was the evil person. He didn't have to um, be taken by surprise every time trying to think who's trying to pull something on him. But today, you really don't know. I mean, you, you go work at a company nine, 10 hours a day, but they'll say, okay, if you come to work, you have pool tables, you, you can have beer on tap, all that fun stuff. We're going to give you all this, but you still have to put in a lo lo long amount of work or hours into into each day and give us the result we're looking for. So That's that's very true. And, you know, the last thing I want to touch upon is the fact that it the, the relation, this unholy marriage between corporate America and government for for many years to their credits it was liberals that they they were against it they said no corporations getting into the government that's not good and uh, but today we see that they promote the same idea they they support large companies pharmaceutical companies used to be hated now they they love them for whatever uh, product they mm, produce and in, in just a few years they come back and they say it's not working. So this what we see today also is Mr. Potter is also uh, controlling the government at the local level, federal level and state level and they have tremendous uh, influence in decision making in our in our govern, uh, governing system and that's, uh, that's the the, the worst part of Pottersville, which uh, has created a generation of corrupt politicians. And as a result, we see the, uh, where we are today, a, a nation divided. We are almost disagree upon everything. Every simplest subjects in our society, people are, you know, fighting over meaningless things. And we can't come to uh, be united and agree upon anything. So Pottersville is multidimensional uh, plague that uh, it's, you know, corrupts everything that it touches. I agree. Yeah, definitely. Um, and like you said, the liberals back then, back in the, what, seven, even up to 80s and 90s, they still stood up for something. They, they, they were believing in something greater than themselves and they were actually doing um, what what they were put in office for. They were put in Congress or Senate for. It was just, you know, for them to come and represent the people and actually do what was right for the people. And a lot of the Republicans we have today, they're just, you know, the, they're, they're really following the models of the old liberals back then. I mean, it's they're just, they're, we're going so far left that we eventually get to the right. It's something like that. But, um, yeah, the old save money, money talks, bullshit walks. Um, that's that's exactly what they're doing to him. Yeah. You, you pay someone enough money, they'll do anything for you. And I I don't believe when some people say I don't have a price. Everyone has a price. There is a select few that are still true to their beliefs. I mean, um, 
one of the Kennedys, I, I believe he's, I think he's still a, on a Democrat seat, but he's strongly still against big government and trying to think, you know, keep things separated. Um, those people I still respect a lot and I really like what yes. they're doing. Um, but it, it just, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, politicians, no matter what side, they're both known for exactly. li- li- their lies. Honestly, there is no, I, I don't believe in liberal Republican anymore. I just, if I just go by what I hear from the person and if I agree with them or not, then that's all there is to it. Um, I, I like people from both sides, especially in today's world where things are just all in shambles. Um, but yeah, it just, more and more is going to come. They're going to keep lying. They're going to keep doing a lot of things. And I read something interesting today on Fox News. Um, Washington Democrat Governor Inslee wants to make lying a crime. So, lying a crime. Lying a crime. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, what is who's that going to so, apply? So he's a he's already a criminal. <laughs> so he's, that's exactly what I was thinking. Who are you going to start with? You're going to start with the politicians who are empowering yes. all these big corporations for all. That's the first. Where is this going to be applied to? So, I mean, Potter's will wants to make sure you know they're they want to build their own. Um, language to build their own everything yes, yes, in this case. Speak, so if you can't speak. lie anymore, exactly. yes. what, what are you trying to do here? What is, what's the plan there? So I think it's about restrictions and uh, it's about freedom of expression. They, that's Absolutely. what they're trying to do. They are going to suppress freedom of expression as lying. And then obviously they have fact checkers. Then somebody has to check the fact checker. So you see, you see, the whole thing is uh, smokes and mirrors. These are these are the the you know grand masters of lying. The moment they become a politician, the moment you see, oh no, it was taken out of context. All the lies and all the you know evil they have done and said, and now they come and say they want to pass a law to make it uh, make make it a crime. Uh, but let me. Tell Mr. Ainsley something. I know he never listens to this, but it's it's a sin. So if you believe in God, if you are a religious person, not, you know, very crazy religious person, basic Ten Commandments, you don't lie. It's as simple as that. But if you don't lie, Mr. Ainsley, you won't be the governor of the state of Washington. That's it. Yeah. Well said. So now... Uh, this was a great experience. I love it. And let's see if we can do this again. Any any last words? Any wishes? Any hopes? Um wishing to see some change for sure. Um, but you know, it's it's only a wish right now. So hopefully <laughs> we can work towards reality one day. But no, it was really good. I look forward to all the good. other and one so, last thing I, I want to add is I really hope that we live in a situation that George Bailey is is still looking at us and he sees what happens if he doesn't wake up. And I hope that we wake up and we make a decision, the correct decisions and, and save our country and go back to Bedford Fall and not living in this dark Pottersville uh, dystopian world that we're looking at. That well, was amazing. That was a great uh, talk. I loved it. Thank you. Let's do this again. Thank you. Sounds good. Good night. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, that was it. I finish with this from Ayn Rand and from her book Atlas Shrugged. 
when you see that in order to produce, you need to obtain permission from men who produce nothing, when you see that money is flowing to those who deal, not in goods, but in favors, when you see that men get richer by graft and by pull than by work, and your laws don't protect you against them, but protect them against you, when you see corruption being rewarded and honesty becoming a self-sacrifice, you know that your society is doomed. I hope that we see better days. Godspeed and thank you.